You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present The Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. Up in the attic where I slept, when I was a little boy, a little boy, I thought the lattice, the moonlight crept, bringing a tide of dreams that swept over the low, red, trundled bed, bathing the tangled, curly head, while moonbeams played at hide-and-seek with the dimples on the sun-browed cheek, when I was a boy, a little boy, and oh, the dreams the dreams I dreamed when I was a boy, a little boy, for the grace that though the lattice streamed over the folded eyelid seemed to have a gift of prophecy and to bring me glimpses of times to be when manhood's cauldron seemed to call. Oh, that was the sweetest dream of all when I was a boy, a little boy. I liked to sleep where I used to sleep when I was a boy, a little boy, for in the lattice the mood would peep, bring her her tides of dreams to sweep, the crosses and grief of the years away from the heart that is weary and faint today, and those dreams should give me back again a peace I have never known since then, when I was a boy, a little boy. Sandman Lullaby here on RPA. Yeah, that's real 
Paranormal Activity, the Real Paranormal Activity Network. Dude and dudettes out there in uh, in the nether realm. Boy, I almost killed myself when I sat down in this chair right here. Because uh, what happened was I didn't know the seat went back this far. And I almost fell out of the seat right here in the studio. Uh, let me introduce who I got in the studio right now. I have uh, Mr. Hell Garbage. And I have uh, his cohort. <laughs> so that's how I'll, how I'll say it. Uh, that's Emmy Lou right over there. If you remember Emmy Lou and uh, Hell Garbage, they did an episode uh, a little while ago. But you're not the people that I'm actually interviewing. I'm going all the way out to New Mexico on this one. And it's with Travis Cost. Hello. Well, I didn't even get to say your name yet. <laughs> Sorry. Travis Castiano. There you go. There you go. I, I mean, you just, you just, you, you, as soon as I said Travis, I said, yeah, as soon as you hear me start saying Travis, just go ahead and say hey real quick. But I didn't even get your name out. So uh, Travis is one of the members of the uh, the Storytellers. And uh, he is uh, all the way out there. And he's, uh, he's a dreamer. And uh, what I decided to do was I was going to go ahead and bring Travis here into the uh, Sandman Lullaby. And we're going to talk a little bit about dreams. But I didn't know Hell Garbage and Emmy Lou would drop by real quick when I was panicking. Because, you know, when, when I'm trying to get all this together at once, I'm trying to do this before another show. So uh, this it, it just gets very hectic. But what the heck? We're not talking about that. We're talking about dreams. Travis, tell me a little bit about your background where are you from man i'm from a town called uh Farmington, new mexico it's in the four corners area right i'm a navajo uh native american i'm part of the navajo tribe um i'm 30 years old i live uh in a checkerboard area like outside uh Farmington, about 13 miles 13 miles out uh, i was living alone for a while but uh my father's came back and you know, helped me build the house again up back from scratch. <clears throat> um, I'm a construction worker for right now. I do concrete. And um, from time to time, I like to mingle with uh, stories and poems. But uh, I don't have anything on me right now. It's kinda, I'm prepared for this interview. I've no, well, what I wanted to get with was because I want a... Uh, see, I'm... Uh me myself i'm i'm part creek so yeah. i, I want to get your input you know from uh another native american standpoint on their view of dreams um to be honest uh our our dreams they 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 talk to us too they show us uh things that we have to figure out i've i've had dreams to where I was attacked by two giant snakes, and I played it off as something just uh, nonsense. And I guess a year after I had those dreams, I've had two people who come by to my house and uh, they would steal from me and lie from me. I found that out on my own from uh, family members, and I caught them in the act. So <clears throat> my dreams, I kind of play off after a while but it comes to me like an equation right 
a square plus b square equals c square, but we have a saying out here called Navajo time, so <laughs> like uh, if you're late, you say, oh, he's probably coming on Navajo time. Well, we'll be there in 15 minutes. Now we'll actually be there in 30 minutes, so that's like Navajo time. So it's like the like the termination of the dream actually comes way, way, way later for me. That's how it is, and it just like pops up. Well, the basic beliefs of your ancestors, what's the basic beliefs of your ancestors in their dreams? Um, I would need a little bit more of a description. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm uh, not as educated as most people. No, 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 no. See, that's the beauty of dreams, though. Not yeah. everybody really has a deep understanding of them and if somebody comes with you say they know everything about dreams in my opinion i think they're full of shit yeah well i, I like to listen to dreams people's other dreams and everything because it's a story um it's something that you know original only that person had that dream unless somehow in some way two people had the same dream at once so um i was more I grew up more on the um, the Anglo side of my culture, so I'm, I'm still trying to get back to the Native American side. Um, if I knew a little bit more, I would tell you about dreams and the aspects of them, I guess, to our culture. <laughs> well, what about repetitive dreams? Have you uh, have as many of your dreams repeated themselves? Um, I've seen a couple of uh, same characters in my dreams that like were um, that caused me sleep, sleep paralysis. Right, yeah. Talk to me about sleep paralysis. Um, sleep paralysis to me is I'm in between the worlds. You know, I'm still in the dream world, but yeah, I'm still, I can feel myself being trying to pull back to the present world, and I'm stuck in the middle, and whatever's trying to keep me in the, the dream world is trying to hold on to me like a, like a giant, like a giant hand holding over me like that. Right, and my eyes can will be open. I have rapid breathing. I, I'll try to talk, but I can't talk. You know, um, I'm feeling like I uh, lost lost my breath, and and uh, like I try to yell, but it comes out as like a little squeak, and that that's what makes it worse. <clears throat> Over the years, I found out how to um, reverse that, and it's always telling myself just calm down and just just breathe. And every time I breathe, I would get um, more oxygen to my lungs, which goes to my head, and I can wake up easier. And whatever that thing is that's holding me down, whether if it's uh, an entity or somebody or doing magic or whatever, <clears throat> it, it releases me for that. And lets me know that I'm the only person who's in control of my own dreams and nobody else. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And that's when I break out of that uh, sleep paralysis. Lately, I've been doing a lot of, uh, of um, like, it's been happening more to me lately, but I've been figuring out how to uh, 
release myself, you know, I guess. It's, it's, it's weird how I do it, but it's just slowly starting um, telling myself who I am, where I come from, like basically telling myself my plan and everything, and it brings me back to reality world real quick. So, I don't know if you've ever seen um, Inception, but kind of like a totem. Right. Mine's like, mine's like a password. So. so you have a password when you talk to your totem animal? No, just, you know, like whenever I get out from dream world to the real world, trying to distinguish which one's rich, which is being pulled into one and then leaning towards another. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what I'm trying to figure out is that's that's the connection between the waking real world and the dreamlands. Mm -hmm. So do you have difficulty telling when you switch over back and forth? Only one time I did, but uh, the, the way I always figured it out is because I, I do things in a certain area, like in a certain way, you know, like a certain, I put things down in a certain way to where I'll notice. But if something comes in a different color or a different, a different, like, a, how can I say it? Like a different, uh, kind of like the Matrix number, it glitches. Right. Sometimes I'll, I'll feel that glitch and my eyes will flash and that's how I'll realize, okay, I'm still in a different, different world and I'll just do some more breathing techniques and I always do breathing techniques and uh, take deep, long breaths and release them. And uh, I usually come back to the this realm that we're in now. <clears throat> well, let's talk about positive dreams. What positive dreams have you had that you could actually recall? Um, positive dreams. I've got to think about that. Uh, if it. I guess it wasn't a positive dream, but it's, it was a unusual dream that wasn't bad or anything. And I got abducted by aliens, and they took me into this spaceship. And all the people who died, I saw them in that spaceship. And this old lady came up to me and said that your time on Earth is no longer needed. Uh, we used you enough there, now we need your help. And I guess they were growing... Uh, Tons and tons of marijuana plants everywhere. Oh, in the spaceship? Yeah, in the spaceship. That's and, where uh, all the weed went to. <laughs> yeah. And w what that lady told me was that uh, marijuana is the most rarest plant in the entire universe and that all these different worlds out there are targeting the um, Earth because that's the only place where uh, marijuana grows and that marijuana is so rare that it it actually brings people or diff, different aliens, different life beings back to back from the dead if you use it in ceremonial purposes out there. And like these malevolent, benevolent aliens are trying to fight over Earth, and here we are on our own Earth, not even knowing about it. Well, I've always heard that uh, cannabis was actually an alien plant. This is the only plant like this of its form that you could find here on the planet. Wow, and and see that I've had that I dream like that, and I was like, wow, that's that would be something to put into a story. And it told me that uh, all the people here that you think are dead, they're not dead. Nobody really dies in this universe. They just get transformed into something else, or they go to a different world. 
and they just replace with somebody else from that world, and they come to this world. So, and that that was a dream that I had uh, like a year and a half ago. Back. So. Have you ever seen anything in uh, the New Mexico area that makes you wonder about aliens, besides your dreams? Um, there's this place. Let's see. Um, east of where I'm at, about 110 miles, called Dulce, New Mexico. And they have this rumor there that they have uh, an underground alien um, space place over there where they study actual aliens and they have evidence of aliens there. Um, There was a story about this guy who... Actually told the public, and then a couple years later, he just, like, disappeared, and he was never heard of again. So that actually causes my interest a lot. Um, Out here, I've seen multiple, like, UFOs, and I know they're UFOs because they would come real fast. Like, they would travel real fast, and they would stop, and they would stop in a moment and flash for a while, and then they would move away from me, and they wouldn't move like an airplane moves. They would move out and towards the space and their life would fade. I'd see those a lot. <laughs> My father actually seen out in uh, Acoma, New Mexico, which is south of me, um, an actual, a big uh, UFO fly over him while he was smoking a cigarette in his truck. And uh, him and a co-worker were the only two that seen it. And he said that... Uh, Spaceship was enormous. Like he, he couldn't he couldn't fathom the size of the spaceship. Emmy Lou, <laughs> seriously, have you ever had these experiences? Like, uh, okay, you're about to say you're an alien. Well, no, my secret was all safe. Yeah, you. I know. I know your your secrets like that. But between the waking world and the dream world, can you actually tell of the division between the two? Um. I, well, I think what I was saying is um, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Um, I've had a lot of issues where I haven't been able to tell at all a lot of times when I wake up or I don't wake up um, or you come back um, from a sleep paralysis or you're not really sure um, where you are or not. Um, I, I had a really big experience um, a couple of years ago that kind of... Um, through my life through a loop right I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I have sleep paralysis pr- pretty often um but uh pretty much every every day I wasn't sure if I came out of it or not uh, I I'd be really confused and question pretty much every aspect of my day like looking for clues if I was there or not and um sometimes I still think about it I still think of if I just haven't woken up again from my really rough experience I've had, it's kind of it still throws my life a little bit in confusion. So um, I I think there's a very thin line to know if there really is a barrier or not. Well, you use a lot of your uh, your dreams in your artwork, Travis. You use dreams in your artwork or uh, in your stories that you tell. Um. Sometimes I use it in my stories. Like, yeah, like, uh, my dreams, like, I'll use them in my stories. <clears throat> um, like, uh, for well, one was, uh, the elements, like how the elements 
I had a dream about these like four elements coming to us in physical aspect forms, and uh, they looked like robots. And so I, I made a small short story like that back in high school, and uh, nobody knew about it. And it was an original thing. People thought it was like a cop off of like Gundam Wing or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, we talked about positive dreams. Now, can you recall one of your negative dreams? Oh, yes. Uh, there's one that I actually um, tell a lot of people, and it's actually one of those dreams within a dream kind of scenarios. Right. And uh, I just went to my cousin's house, or my friend's house, and I time I was living with my grandmother. Not where I'm at now, but I was living with my grandmother. And I asked to stay at his house, and I stayed at his house. And all I remember was playing video games, and the dogs started barking outside. My brothers pulled up, and uh, they told me, let's go, we have to go. And I said, what's going on, what's wrong? There's nothing, let's go, let's go. So I jumped in the back of the truck that we were in. There was a blue Nissan. And we drove all the way from my friend's house back to the house that I'm at now. And it takes a long, it goes through like a bunch of fields, like a um, corn fields, wheat fields. And <clears throat> it goes past the cattle farm and it goes down this long stretch and into like a little valley where there's a wash. And it goes up a hill. As we were going up a hill, I was looking back and I saw something running really fast that towards us. My, my younger brother, my older brother in front, and my older cousin was sitting next to me. That thing jumped on the truck and I asked me, hey, do you guys see that? Do you guys see that? They all looked back. No way to see it. I was the only one who saw it and it jumped back. And you can feel the weight as it jumped on the back of the truck. And it tried hiding and it had its fingernails and it was really long, about like 10 inches just over the tailgate. And I said, I can see you. You might as well show yourself. I can see you. And that thing looked at me, and it got up. Hind legs were like 10 feet tall. It got up its hind legs, and it had like the body of a werewolf. But the head, it had a very violent head, like a, a, a horse with red eyes and really sharp teeth, like a horse. And that's when it came down and started choking and looked at all my brothers and said, hey, don't you guys see this? And they just looked at me and said, no, what are you doing? And that's when I woke up. <clears throat> and I woke up at my friend's house. And he woke me up and said, hey, uh, you're screaming. Are you okay? You're screaming. And I said, hey, let's, I, I feel weird. Let's go into the living room. So we go into the living room. Said, What's wrong? I told him about the dream. And the dog started barking again. and said, it's still here. It's still here. It's outside. Mm-hmm. He went outside, uh, he went to the window and he opened it. And as soon as he opened it, he looked at the that creature, whatever it was, was pointing at me. He kept pointing at me. And after that, I got scared and I felt that sleep paralysis come up on me again. <clears throat> and then out of the, the television, this like laser light came out of the television and started creating Superman. And that's when he told me, it's all right, Travis, I'll protect you. I got you. I'll take care of this guy. I'll, I'll chase him away. You know who I am, right? I'm the man of steel. You know, I'm the last son of Krypton. I'll bust him up for you. And that's when I realized, like, hey, I'm still in a dream. Wow. 
And that's when I woke up again. I looked around. I looked at my friend. He was still asleep. I looked at the time. It was 2.59. <clears throat> I got up and I got a drink of water and I sat back down. And I laid a different way. I didn't lay the same way I was laying. What I was taught was if you have a dream like that, lay somewhere else, lay a different way. So it gives whatever it is that's trying to mess with your head. Uh, try get time to try and find you again. So if you like lay a different direction, it, it won't bother you again for the rest of the night, whatever it is. So that's what I did. And I just went back to sleep. And so I always remember, and I was 18 years old when I, that happened. Did you tell your friend about the dream? Yeah, I told him. Did he yeah. say he was Superman? <laughs> no, he just said that his, uh, you know, I'm just a little red kid out here. I couldn't do anything, <laughs> but I could have got my Bible and prayed to Jesus. And I said, no, I'm okay. Uh, I'll, I'll be all right, I told him. <laughs> I told my I told my uh, grandfather and we did something about it our own different way. He told me dreams like that tell you something, you know, and kind of tell you that you you need to be careful of who you hang out with and why you hang out with them, and uh, try not to hang out with too many people that you don't really know. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather used to tell me things like that because he was much older and uh, knew more about how that whole world and aspect of life, you know work was he uh raised out there yeah he was raised out here he was raised out here and uh he worked in uh oregon for a while and he did some of the railroads out there now uh, my grandmother took care of his, uh, my father and his brothers there and they grew up in a tent but so but we're lucky fortunate we grew up in a house a house that he built ever since he had his own son so what other wisdom did he pass on to you? What was that? I said, what other wisdom did he pass on to you? He always told me to love my family, no matter whatever they get to you, no matter how much they hurt you, make you cry, because, or how bad they ever get. Because that's who we are. Uh, there's nobody else that's going to believe the same, you know, heritage blood that you have. And look how long it took for all of us to get this way. Look how long it took me to do this for you. Now it's your turn to do what I did for the rest of your family so our family can continue on this earth. So never get mad, never get jealous, never, you know, never steal. Uh, just basically the same thing that they say in the Bible, the Ten Commandments, but it was what he experienced through his own life. He never experienced the Bible. He never I went that way. He was traditional the whole way. And so he taught me a little bit of uh, things, which my Lord, he taught my father, and then my father taught me. And so it's just going from there, just how to protect myself from little dark energy here and there. And it comes from everywhere. And he would tell me, and it comes from everywhere, just not Native American. Also comes from people way out here, comes from people way out here, comes from people all the way across the world. He would tell me things like that. Travis, I got one question that I normally ask people when we're reaching the end of the episode. It's uh, living or dead, who would you like to meet in your dreams? I would like to see who would be good. Um, I would like to meet the very first uh, people who created the Navajo Code Talkers. Like the the original co-talkers, 
I'd like to have met all of them and see how their experience was from coming up with the code and taking it across to help out with World War II. I think that would be really awesome to meet that set of people. Cool. That's actually very cool. Uh, I'm going to sit back for a second. Uh, this is when I give you an opportunity to basically talk to the people out there. We have a very large listening audience out in the RPA network, and uh, I'm going to let you have the closing remarks before we disappear and uh, go into the realms of the Sandman lullaby. Uh, so, Travis, I'm going to sit back, and uh, I'm going to just let you uh, give your words of wisdom and let the world know what you think and what you hope. Go. Well, all I can tell you guys, everyone, is, you know, if you have a God, love him. If you don't have a God, but you believe in a creator, love him. If you don't believe in a God or a creator, remember your life and love that with all your heart. And that's about it. Dude. Travis, I appreciate you giving me a, give me a call and give me a chance to talk to you. No, no problem, Matt. I do apologize for almost missing the show. <laughs> no, you're not always missing the show. It, it, it just it gets. I get nervous when I set up an interview and then 30 minutes go by and I can't get a hold of the person. It just starts freaking me out. Um, <laughs> let me get out this information real quick. Don't forget on Monday you have. Uh, <laughs> you have the real paranormal activity the podcast that's with your host aaron hunter yeah he's the man of the hour the man with the power the man's too sweet to be sour and he basically reads your uh stories and uh lets you know what's going on in the world of the paranormal and don't forget on tuesday you have aaron's horror show that's with aaron frail he basically checks out horror movies horror stories anything that deals with horror so you don't have to deal with it because, you know, really, I always say it, a lot of the stuff out there really sucks. And on Wednesday, you have Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. Uh, I mean, Lou, you got anything to say before we basically set the world free? Uh, I, I enjoyed listening. I really, I really did. I think that was a very... Uh, interesting dream he shared. I, I'm very interested in uh, that creature. If he wrote a story about it, I want to read it. Dude, they're, you, they're giving you a hint there, Travis. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I've been meaning to do that, but I'm a good procrastinator. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that. I have a lot, I had a lot of dreams with strange like creatures, too, so I'm interested in that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would love to read them. <laughs> Hell Garbage, anything to say before we set the world free? Keep on dreaming and rocking in the free world. Rocking in the free world. <laughs> My God, we're yeah. going back in time on this one. Uh, Travis, <laughs> don't go nowhere. I'm going to uh, log off real quick. I'm going to talk you to you on the other side. And uh, let me see. I got anything to add? No, I don't think I got anything mm -hmm. to add. So, oh, yeah, I do got to add this real quick. Don't forget, if you want to write me, that you could write me directly. If you want to be on the Sandman Lullaby, if you want to be on the Sandman Lullaby, that's uh, sandmanlullaby at gmail.com. I'm not going to spell it because I'm spitting all over the microphone mm -hmm. right now. So, Travis, hold on. Emmy Lou. I'll see you in a second. Hell Garbage, I'll see you in a second. And you other people out there in uh, Sandman Lullaby area, I'll see you next time. Thank you for being on the Sandman Lullaby.